Brands in tyres, wheels and suspension. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh yes, the Saturday sun is certainly poking his head out. We are with you up until 10.30. Massive show up ahead. We've got uh, Josh Gablich from afl.com.au to bring us through the latest news. Also, Dean Brogan, Port Adelaide champion and assistant coach down at South with you, Giver. He's going to join us to talk all things South and how Port Adelaide are tracking this year, which is quite well. But right now, Bryce, I'm excited because it's time for this. Tell me, Bryce, tell me, sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me, Bryce. Yeah, tell me, Bryce. When we delve into uh, the canals of Bryce Gibbs' mind to uh, get your thoughts on something. Now, you went to the State of Origin this week at Adelaide Oval. How how would you compare the atmosphere of that to, say, uh, you know, a big AFL game? I really loved it, Tom, and I reckon a lot of people got around it. A lot Mm. of the locals, there was, you know, obviously a handful of people that did travel yeah. From Queensland and New South Wales. There's yep. no doubt about that. But uh, I reckon the locals really got around it. And, yeah, to have 48,000 at Adelaide Oval to, to watch it, I thought it was pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, traditionally, I think the, the first game of Origins quite low scoring because it's a, a pretty tight tussle. Yes, but this is. one was pretty high scoring, I yeah. reckon, and, and a lot of tries. And the, the result ebbed and flowed, uh, which, was, which made it a, a great spectacle. So... Uh, it'd be interesting to get the players' feedback on, on what they thought of having it uh, at Adelaide. I know they played here a few years ago, but uh, I thought I thought they did a great job. And mm. um, obviously, I think it's, it, it's a, a lot different to having it in in Queensland or, yeah. or New South Parochial. Wales. They obviously it's obviously bigger and better in those in those states. But, um, yeah, to, to have it here in, in Adelaide, I thought it was a, a great spectacle. Yeah, the city's definitely got around it. Good little novelty. Uh, Queensland as well, going very nicely uh, with someone in the Simbin uh, just still getting the result there. Um, it always raises that debate about state of origin in AFL. Surely it'll never happen again. It is. And we've, I think we've touched on it plenty of times on this show and <laughs> at different stages doing, uh, during breakfast radio. But yeah. uh, we, we know it's probably never going to happen uh, again, which is disappointing because yeah. I think a lot of the players would, would love to play it. Uh, but I think you'll get a, quite a bit of pushback from clubs. From clubs. And, and trying to fit it in. When, when do you have it? Is it a, is it a pre-season they... thing? Is it a mid-season thing? Like, where do you, where does it actually fit in the, in the calendar? And at a point where they can give their 100% best, like if you do it in the mid-season, surely clubs would be shitting themselves about someone getting injured. And so it's like, it feels like it would be a diminished product to do it in the middle of the season. Yeah, it would. So just... There's just too many hurdles, I think, to to get it up and going. And and ha- how many teams do you have? Do you have South Australia, Victoria, yeah. Western Australia, then the Allies, or do you? How does it all work? Yep, too tricky. But look, let's venture into <laughs> that. Being said, we're, we're going to venture into a hypothetical space there, where if South Australia were to put out a side, a state of origin side. I think they'd have quite a strong side. You've, you've had a little look at it. Who do you reckon would line so up? I'm going to give you a team here, and I am going to declare that I have had a little bit of help with this. Producer Jace did help <laughs> me out with some of these names. So yeah. I'd also like to get your thoughts out there 
uh, if you're listening on 0427154166. Give me some feedback and give me some names that might not be on this list. So okay. I'm going to start in the forward line. Yep. Isaac Rankin, Darcy Fogarty, Tyson Stengel. Yep. Very, very Half good. Half forward, Ryan Burton, Jack Lacocious, Koziah Pickett. Yes. A bit of a small hybrid forward line. Yeah. Plenty of forward line pressure. Yeah, Jack Lacocious is pretty, um, you know, pretty tall though. Yep. <laughs> uh, across the centre line, Jack Graham, Connor Rosie, Jordan Dawson. Jordan Dawson being the skipper. Yes. Like it. Halfback, Brody Smith, Harrison Petty, Will Day. Yep. Sure there's surely there's someone better than Brody Smith to put in there, but yep. Brody Smith's in great form this year. Yeah, yeah. Back he's into a, the crow side this week. Yeah, yeah. He he's them, good at this. He bombs uh, it down back, the line. Back pocket, Caleb Daniel, Charlie Ballard, Callum Wilkie. The Rucks, Brody Grundy, Rory Laird, Lockie Neal. Okay. Interchange, Riley Philthorpe, Will Haywood, Brandon Cox, Jason Horn Francis. And the sub, Naziah Wanganeen Malira. I like it, Bryce. The comprehensive team right there. There is a strong South Australian side. Uh, my only point, I would say Tex Walker is surely uh, an inform enough forward to probably get a Guernsey. New South Welshman. Chase, oh, you bastard. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Broken Hill. Okay. Uh, so Tex cannot make the side. He would be in the Allies. And another one I'm thinking, oh, well, hang on. Producer Jace, you can tell us this. Where's Nick Murray from? New South Wales again. Okay. So I've suggest my suggestions have been two allied guys, uh, but they can't make the team. So nicely done, Bryce. Um, who would captain the Victorian side, do you reckon? Oh, Darcy Moore. Darcy Moore for yep. sure, yeah. Lucky minute. Sent half back. Yeah. They would be, that'd obviously be the team to beat, the Vicks. The Vicks, as they always are. Uh, but that, that, I dare say that South Australian side would have a very good chance. Let us know at 0427 I comprehensively failed at suggesting <laughs> some alternatives that you should have in there, Bryce. But let us know if there's uh, any glaring omissions for the South Australian side. And, Bryce, uh, before we get to the news, I just wanted to ask you, I saw Justin Longmuir um, he, during the week, he got Nathan Buckley into the coaching box to give him some advice, uh, watch over proceedings and analyse how they go about it. I always find that interesting with coaches. They're quite willing to just lay themselves bare and take any feedback where they might be missing stuff, what could be going wrong. And it's quite common in football. Did you ever have like a mentor or a type of person you could go to who would give it to you straight? Uh, well, yeah, the... the Certainly at Carlton, there was a, a lot of um, sort of programs set up like that. Mm. And they, they did it in different ways at times. And uh, one year they tried to match players up with past players. Okay. To have a bit of a mentorship role and and got someone that you could just check in with, uh, you know, to talk about not footy, but just yeah. anything life related okay. on, uh, on how you're going. Um so that was that was one initiative. There was another one with uh, with sponsors and and corporates in like a similar type of setup in terms yeah. of having someone that you could lean on uh, as well. So yeah, there, there certainly were times over the years where they would try and partner you up with someone for for that reason. 
It's quite similar to, you remember when you're in year reception just coming into school and they partner you up with like a year six to kind of, you know, guide you through and hold your hand around the school. Bit of a buddy system. Bit of a buddy system. I like it. Uh, anyone specific? Did Brett? Do you remember Brett Ratton? Did he have anyone who would sort of come in and give the feedback? I remember for um, Adelaide at one stage, they had John Warsfold come into the coach's box and sort of give some feedback there. It's quite common, I think, yeah. in the AFL. And I think even the SANFL, um, our coaches have a, a – coach's coach, I, mm. I, I suppose you could yeah, call right. it, to, yeah, to, to sit in the box and watch the dynamic and, and give them feedback on how they're interacting and, um, you know, whether they're just commentating the game or they're looking for solutions to fix when mm. things aren't quite going right uh, on game day and, and how they resolve them. So, yeah, I think it's quite common for, especially the AFL, to have yeah. a coach's coach to, to oversee how things are going and, and how they're coaching, not only on game day, but during the week as well. Someone who's actually done a lot of work in that space is uh, former Crows coach, Neil Craig. He works with, I forget right now, which is like an English rugby team. And he is purely there as like the coach's coach. Well, he was at Carlton doing the same thing with Brendan Bolton when I was Yeah, there. right. So yeah, just sit at the back and chip in where he, where it was required. But yeah, it was more just to, for for Bolts to have a shoulder to lean on and, and give him constant feedback on how he's going. Yeah, uh, very good mind he's got there, Neil Craig. Now, Bryce, we've got to get to the news, but up next we've got uh, Josh Gablich, AFL.com.au's specialist. He's our very own. We're claiming him. A lot of news kicking around, particularly with the uh, Cyril Rioli last night taking ownership of uh, the in- investigation into the situa- racism situation at Hawthorne. Uh, we've also got to preview the Crows and Port Adelaide's games because it's going to be fascinating to see where those ones will be won and lost. It's one minute to nine o'clock. It's top of 23 degrees today.